Hello, this is Danny De Heck, and this is the weekly What To Heck podcast that I do every six weeks. I have had some interesting things happen since my last podcast, and I'd like to share them with you. First thing is I am now officially a YouTuber. I went on a campaign and a crusade, and I wanted to get a thousand YouTube subscribers so I could monetize my YouTube channel. Currently, I have 1,200 subscribers. So if you're listening to this on my YouTube channel, because I do a video, podcast, and a blog all at the same time, thank you for your subscription. Hopefully, I'll be able to give you some more interesting content from a different angle, from a perspective of Danny DeHeck. The reason why my YouTube channel went off was there's currently a company out there running a Ponzi scheme called Hyperverse, and they have been scamming people globally. And I've managed to follow this company, research, and I've actually produced, I think, just about 50 videos to date on warning people to be careful that they don't get scammed. And this has given me a lot of traffic and also a lot of subscriptions and a lot of heartache from people I've heard that have lost thousands and thousands of dollars. If you're not familiar with me, I have a website called deheck.com, and I also am a bit of a blogger, and I'm coming. To, um, I'm also publishing a lot of articles on other platforms at the moment, and as you know, you listen to this because I'm a podcaster. I went through my website, and I looked at some of the content that I've published over the years, and I thought, here's a good article that hasn't got a podcast behind it. And it will stop being exploited by website design and development plus SEO companies. A friend of mine was getting her a website d- developed as a real estate agent. And I was appalled by how much she paid for it. And then when the website didn't do anything, it didn't even come up in the search results. She went back to the company that designed it and they wanted to charge her even more money to get her website optimized to come up in the search engines. Now, I can speak as an authority about website development because I've been designing websites for over 20 years. Deheck.com currently gets 20,000 individual visitors to it every month. And I teach people how to look after their own websites. I'm a course creator. I put together workshops teaching people how to create and manage their own websites. It's not rocket science, it's to heck science. But this was an article I wrote about four years ago because I, I wanted people to have more understanding about how the internet works because when I started, I didn't know anything. So if you go to my website, toheck.com, you'll find an article called, you know, Stop Being Exploited by Website Development Companies. And I've put together so far, I were planning to put more articles, but I've put one, two, three, four, five articles that link off this article. The first one was about website architecture. Now, when you build a good sturdy house, rather than just building the same house all the time, you want to build a unique house with a purpose. So in the website architecture, I tell people and teach people how to rename certain parts of the website to help it come up more freely in the search engines. So let's use a house as an example. You've got dwangs, you've got um, jib, you've got carpet, you've got um, foundations. When I create a website, I rename those parts of the house to match the content that I want to, well, the, the keywords that I want to come up in the search results. Quite tricky, but also having a well-structured, well-balanced house 
a well-architecturally designed website, you'll come up more freely in the search engines. So most of the websites I create normally have about 25 to 50 pages and they're well balanced and you'll find every page of those websites has the opportunity to come up in the search results. So that article well worth reading about website architecture. The other one that I'll give you a tip on is domain names. A lot of people have long-winded domain names that don't make any sense. I talk about the importance of trying to find a one-word domain name. If I was talking to you on the phone and I said to you, hey, I want you to go to danny.co.nz, most people will go, oh, 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 what, 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 was it dannydeheck.what? And, and they'll type it into Google. They don't even know how to put a domain name at the top of a web browser. Simple. If you have a short name that's easy to say and, and you say it very clearly, people can go to your website. Now, I also own the domain name deheck.com. Now, I'm going for international audiences I one day want to be rich and famous, and I want to have the domain name deheck.com. I got it years ago. You'll never get your last name.com. If you can, get it. Don't go and pay hundreds or thousands of dollars for it. It's not necessary. If you live in a country like New Zealand, like I do, then you can get away with a domain name like danny.co.nz. I've had that for probably 15 years. My partner, her business was called motivive.co.nz. And that, I think that means life is good. And I said to her, wouldn't it be awesome if we can get the domain name helen.co.nz? So she's rebranded her photography business to helen.co.nz. That domain name wasn't available. Somebody had registered it, owned it for nine years, and they didn't renew it for some whatever reason. And when it became available, I managed to grab that domain name for $50. And she's had that domain name for about 18 months, and her whole business has changed now that she's marketing herself under her personal brand rather than under a brand that is very hard to promote. In the domain name article that leads off this article, you'll learn how to pick a good domain name. Now, as I said, I produce online workshops. I do have a workshop just on all the knowledge that I've learned over the years, um, and you can learn about picking a good domain name. Do not rush out and grab a domain name that's dumb because it will stunt the growth of the website. Some other things you can do if you're purchasing a domain name that has a history in the search engines, it will help you get traffic from Google a lot quicker. So purchasing a domain name that's got a history can be good and bad. Anyway, have a look at that one. And the other one is email. People often have a website, but then they email me and it's a Hotmail or a Gmail email address. For goodness sake, people, go out and you can get your own email address set up for $12 US a month with Gmail, or you can do it with Microsoft Office 365, I think that still exists, if you like, but the importance of having your own brand travel with you. So when I email someone, the email address is danny at deheck.com. Most people figure out that deheck.com is also my website address, so it's like a wee advert for you. So that article helps you understand the importance of having your email address set up and not using the free services. It makes you look cheap. Website hosting is another article I talk about. I host my websites with a company called WP Engine. Um, they're brilliant. They offer me uh, real-time support 24 hours a day. I also sell web hosting. I've got, I bought myself um, a master account and it enables me to sell off 25 different other hosting accounts and I 
basically charged $59 a month to host people's websites. And um, I do this because I manage the plugins and I keep an eye on the back end for them. Um, so you get what you pay for. So if you are building a website, I would thoroughly recommend using WordPress. Stay away from Squarespace, um, Wix, because they will help you design a beautiful looking website that never does anything. So imagine going off to a printing company and asking them to help you create a brochure that looks beautiful and then it never getting in the hands of the people that want it. Why would you do that? Uh, you're better off creating a website that is keyword savvy and found readily in the search engines than having a pretty looking website that does nothing with no one visiting it. It's very, very hard to get websites working and coming up organically in the search engines. So I really believe that having a fast loading website built on WordPress is the only way to go. And that's what you'll find about web hosting. So WP Engine only host WordPress websites and they're the best in the market. And I bet you can't, um, <laughs> I just know they're the best because I've been using them for years. I used to have my own web server and I used to host my own websites on it. And I used to pay like two and a half thousand dollars a month for the traffic that we used to send out. And then all of a sudden I got used to get um, problems with hackers and spammers and it just wasn't worth it. So Put that out there to somebody else to look after for you. Right, and the other one we talk about is content. Now, content is king. I have a 1,000 blogs. Yes, 1,000 blogs on my website. Each of them has been optimized to come up when people search for different things. That content, I'm reusing that content right now. There's a blog that's been on my website for four years. I'm now using that content to generate a podcast. And I show people how to distribute content and where to put that content. I show people how to optimize the content. So if you want to get really technical, this YouTube video that I'm doing at the moment, YouTube are listening to every word I say. And you can have keywords in your speech. So if I embed this video into my blog and the keywords match, then this will help this blog rank in the search engines. It's a wee bit high tech, but I do briefly talk a little bit about that and the importance in the content area. Your content is king. So if you're not very good at writing, like I have a reading level, literally of a 9.3 year old, got tested, then I use voice to text. I get my words on the screen. Even words with spelling mistakes still ranks in the search engines. And that's where I get my 20,000 IP visits to my website every month. That's where it comes from, is by that traffic. People don't read, I don't believe. They get distracted by advertising, and that's why I have advertising throughout my website. That's how I make my money. All right, where are we up to? So you were talking about content, um, maintenance. You need to do maintenance on your website. You need to get into the habit of regularly producing content. Um, there's one thing a week. It's Friday night. It is 7 o'clock on a Friday night for me. And I hadn't done a, a podcast for a while and I thought I've got to get that there and I've got to get that content out there and I've got to keep pushing and it really makes a difference. All right, so then I also, my, um, I'm here, I'm open to be chat, but people spend a lot of money on paid advertising. I'm a real big believer of organic free search engine traffic. I do drop shipping for a living. 50% um, of my traffic comes from free organic um, traffic and the other comes from paid traffic. 65% of my sales comes from the paid traffic. 35% of my sales literally comes free. 
because my websites are well optimized. So don't underestimate, you don't have to keep paying Google. As soon as you stop paying Google for your advertising, you will stop dead in the water. So you wanna make sure that you're always creating content and you also wanna make it easily found. So if you're not familiar with me, how I got involved in the internet was way back in 1995. A good dear friend of mine, uh, Peter Young, we started up uh, what we called an email center on Worcester Boulevard in Christchurch. It was the first email um, email center that I'd heard of. We didn't have any in Christchurch. Uh, people used to come in and use our cyber services, and they basically, looking over their shoulder, I learned a lot about how the internet worked, and it made me dangerous. And my expertise at the time was actually getting people's physical computers and actually getting them onto the internet. So I'd install modems, um, and then I would find a service provider uh, to get them connected to the World Wide Web. It was quite exciting. So I did that for about 12 months. I gained enough knowledge simply by looking over people's shoulders because a lot of people were travellers and they were coming and using the internet, sending files back home, freelance people. And one guy came along and he said, have you got any um, work? I can build websites. So he basically taught me how to get a basic website on the internet, and that's how the journey began for me. And then one day I decided, uh, Peter went back to Australia, he left me the internet cafe to run, and I decided to sell everything I owned. I bought a laptop and a digital camera. It was one of the first ones that come on the market for the, the home user, so to speak. Uh, I used to roll up to Motelia's doors taking photos and then I'd show them the photo and I'd tell them I'd take that photo, I'd use their brochure, um, I'd build a website on the fly, I'd charge them $300 to set it up and put it into my network and I'd charge them $30 a month to keep it all going and when I'm travelling around New Zealand in 12 months time I'm going to drop in and see you and do any updates that you need to do. How's that sound? And they go, oh, what's the internet? And I built up quite a cool um, business. I used to actually travel around New Zealand claiming I was New Zealand's leading internet consultant. There was no industry standards at the time and there was no such thing as an internet consultant. So I thought it would be a good idea to call myself the, the leading one and I was probably also the worst one at the time. So um, at the time when the internet was coming, the first time I ever saw the internet, I went along to the university and they were doing a demo on Netscape showing people what the internet was all about. So it was more the educated people and the nerdy people were the ones that sort of got the internet going. But then rebels like myself come along and we started using the internet to produce advertising. And it was quite cool. So in my heyday, I had 45 different rental car brands in New Zealand were using my services. And I also had a lot of tourism companies and a lot of accommodation providers. And I just grouped them all together as one. And I started a, a business called, or a website called New Zealand's Information Network. It actually generated me a 10-figure income for about 10 years. It was really cool. So from 96 uh, right through to 94, 95, um, we were doing really, really well. So the interesting thing was... As I said, I have dyslexia, and I literally couldn't read and write. Um, so as for those that very reason, I did actually stand out like a sore thumb. And I got a lot of uh, criticism by people because they were following me, and I was under the limelight. I was unique. So don't ever underestimate the power of being unique. In those days, we used to have a, key, a lot of keyboard uh, warriors and they used to write lots of information about me on the internet. Not that I was a naughty boy or anything, but it was just I stood out and I was an easy target. 
Um, but all those that criticism I got and people telling me I shouldn't be doing this for a living um, is actually what put me on the map. So as time went on, the internet became more prominent in people's lives. I remember, I remember one of my customers paying, oh, I forget, how much was it? 36000 that's how much it was. $36,000 to have a half-page ad in the Christchurch Yellow Pages, Auckland Yellow Pages, and Auckland Yellow Pages was $36,000 each, so hundred grand a year. And here I was going along. I remember this particular rental car operator. I rang him up one day, and he, he asked me what I wanted, and I said, I'd like a rental car. He said, how long would you want it for? And I said, oh, I'm thinking two days. And he said, and where are you going to drive it? I said, oh, just around Wellington. And he said, well, who are you going to see? And he said, oh, your competitors, <laughs> competitors. And he said, why? And I said, oh, I'm a mobile internet consultant. I want to go see all the rental car companies and try and sell them a website. So I finished up going around picking up the rental car. He was my client for about 10 years, and I finished up doing about five websites for him. Um, it was just a hard case at the time when the internet was in such demand because these rental car companies were paying so much for their advertising, the yellow pages, and they had them by the balls that they wanted to see if they could get the international traffic uh, and visitors, and we did. And we, we could generate, um, I think I did a YouTube video the other day called 10 side hustles I've done, and I made a mistake, and I used to say, uh, I think I said 40 to 50 emails they generated a week, but some of my rental car operators were generating that many inquiries each day. And that was um, amazing at the time that they could get all these inquiries. And from their perspective at the time, they were paying $30 a month to, to get these people. You know, it was really cheap advertising. It was brilliant. It's a lot different now. Hence why I wrote this article. Don't need to pay these big exorbitant fees to website development companies because they have nice, beautiful offices and look like they're lawyers <laughs> because you can learn a lot of this stuff yourself. All right, so where else did we get up to? I'm getting away on myself. Uh, what did we do? All right, so yeah, still talking about me. There's a lot of me in this article. Uh, remember, this is an old blog. I talk about how I used to strategize um, and how I used to build audiences up and build clusters of, I used to call them like fish and schools of fish. And you'd find things on the internet that were trending and then I would look for ways to exploit that traffic. And back in 1994, a uh, real big thing that was coming along was affiliate marketing. And I um, I got involved in affiliate marketing where you'd basically get somebody who was willing to pay you 50% if you sold a product for them. So I found some products that I could sell for $400. Literally, I'd do all the promotion. People would land on my webpage, read about it, click buy now, go off to the UK and buy the product, and the UK company would give me half the money for sending them a sale. And that was how affiliate marketing really took off. And because people started offering, you know, 30 or 40 or 50%, they would get people like me spending hours and hours and hours marketing them, and it would be a cheap form of advertising for them. Um, that turned into $40,000 a month. It only lasted two and a half months, and I made $100,000. But it was amazing at the time that you could earn so much money just by promoting other people's products. And then um, I got into um, business networking. And this is a good example of 
how you need to strategize. Now, I've been trying to promote business networking for quite a few years, and I did a bit of research, and I found out that if I wanted to put together a website about business networking, the amount of people actually searching for business networking in New Zealand is only 200 people a month. So if I'm based in Christchurch, and Auckland's the biggest centre, so there's, I think, uh, 2 million, maybe... 3 million people live in the North Island and maybe 1.5, 2 million people in the South Island. And I'm trying to market something in Christchurch under the phrase business networking. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to get no traffic. So I'm all day long publishing content about business networking, but no one's searching for it. So I need to think about the services that I am offering people. So somebody may be trying to set up a Facebook page. Somebody may be able, trying to set up a, a website. They may be looking for ways to get support in business. They may have problems um, whether to, they need to register for GST when they start up their business. They may be looking for information whether billboard advertising is a good way of advertising their business. So if, if I write articles around that content, I'm going to attract the small to medium-sized businesses rather than me pushing my business networking um, you know, service out there. No one's searching for it. So you've got to strategize when you're doing your website. And that's what I put in here about Elite Six Business Networking. We had 1,500 people come and go from my business networking in about a three-year period. And when we were going our best, we had about 140 paying members. And um, it took, uh, I learned a lot of knowledge about what people wanted from um, a business networking company. Anyway, so I just want to share that with you. So if you are new in business or you are thinking about doing any internet advertising, if you're thinking about setting up a website, if you're thinking about purchasing a domain name, go to my website book 20 minutes of my time free of charge and I can have a discussion with you because I'm horrified when I hear that somebody's paid out five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a website for it to look beautiful if, if you're lucky and not perform. You need to do a strategy before you do anything online. When you're reading my articles that I've got here you may be surprised that you don't even need a website sometimes to accomplish what you need. Now, years ago, I used to have forums on my website. Now, a forum was basically I would create different categories. So I'll tell you some of the websites that I looked after. I had one called separation.co.nz. I had 800 people who had joined my message board. Uh, what were they called? It was called a forum. Yeah, message board. Um and then I'd create different topics and people used to go in there, log in and chat. And then I had another one for my immigration business and I had another one for my New Zealand's information network. I also had another forum for German Shepherd Rescue Trust and they were really active. At the time, people were in there. I've got a dog that uh, has a problem. Can somebody help me? Somebody else come along and say, yeah, I can help you. As soon as Facebook come along, these forums died and the thousands of people that were visiting our forums every week disappeared. So don't think you can't build a product or service just using a Facebook page. 
you've got YouTube. I'm a, I'm a true believer that YouTube can actually be enough for you to market yourselves. You know, like I specialize in personal branding. You search for Danny DeHeck, I'm everywhere. I'll come up on multiple different platforms. Theoretically, I just need a one-page website with my phone number and my booking calendar. And that's all I really need. But I like to have a website set up ready to rock and roll because I like to show people what I feel every person needs. Even if you've got a job and you've got a business, I reckon you need a website with your personal brand on it because there's only one version of yourself and that's you. <laughs> that's my message. So hopefully you've enjoyed our podcast. I'm just scanning my notes to see if I have missed anything. Uh, if you haven't picked up on it, I've been doing this for quite a few years. I'm very open. I'm very approachable. I have a booking system on my website. I welcome you. If you're reading this and you think, can Danny help me with something? Book some time with me. It's free of charge, 20 minute, no obligation um, at all. And I'll promise you I'll share something and educate you of something. All right, I think that's it. And my very last part that I put on the bottom of most of my blogs, and it says, uh, P.S., if you like this article, please click like or provide a comment, as this will motivate me to publish more. Share and expire. Thank you. Now, engagement. There is something alone. I just want to leave you with an extra tip that I'm chucking in here. If you are on Facebook and you make a comment, do you make comments or do you just look? Make comments. When people click on your name, can they see what you do for a living? Can they see the product or service that you offer? Think about that. Now think of every platform right through to TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, you know, you want yourself to be readily found. Now, once again, go to danny.co.nz. At the very top of the website, you'll see little icons all across the top. That's my social media. Look how I've branded myself. See if you can glean some ideas. And let me see you coming up more in social media. Let's all help each other. And that's Danny. So I'll play my music. That's the What The Heck weekly podcast that I do every six weeks. If you have been listening to my show, I really value your ears. And please do like and subscribe. It will inspire me to create more content. And that's me. Thanks for listening.